0: Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending, and I have got a superstar guest with us today. I have Wesley Charles with Your Castle Real Estate, and Wesley is only three years in the business, and he's already gotten to a huge level of production. He was the top second-year agent and the top third-year agent with Your Castle, uh, so we're really happy to have him on the show today. Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars, Wesley. Appreciate you joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, RJ.
0: I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where did you come from? You came out of nowhere three years ago. You're producing some great numbers. What did you do before real estate and how did you get into the business? Uh,
1: I actually grew up in Longmont, Colorado, and uh, my dad started a brewery there in 1996 called the Pump House, and I slaved away there for uh, the younger, my first working years. And uh, really loved being a part of that business and helping people and, um, you know, making their nights great by, you know, giving them beer and food. And, and I really wanted to make that a part of my life and buy out uh, either my dad or his partner or uh, be a part of that industry in some way. So I stayed in the industry through college, which was in Fort Lewis and Durango, we call it Fort Leisure, where we studied powder skiing and tapping kegs, and (laughs) it was a really good time, but um, I continued in the service industry and just loved helping people have a really great experience and selling them wine or high-end foods, but really catered to what they were looking for, and uh, moved around a little bit, went down to Texas and up to Montana, and eventually came back to sell whiskey for a local distillery, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, But I realized that I really needed something to help my financial journey so I could have some independence and some time. And uh, so I bought my first house and it was a life-changing experience. I got in in 2018 and rented out uh, all of my extra rooms. I had a five-bedroom house uh, in Arvada and I rented out three of the rooms kept one for my office and cash flow 200 bucks a month, plus didn't pay rent and thought I need to share this with my friends. And so I, uh, got my license and called my best friend who was living down the hall from me (laughs) and said, Hey, you're a great roommate, but you need to go try your financial journey as well. And he bought a house and it kind of fell like dominoes after that. And, and, uh, has turned into something I didn't imagine it would turn into, but it's been a really fun journey.
0: That's awesome. So did were you licensed at the time when your roommate friend uh, bought their house or was that? Yeah, no, account? I um,
1: I used a good friend of mine to buy my property and then uh, I got licensed shortly after that and I, I became interested in fix and flips. I uh, picked up a couple of those early on before getting licensed and then and, and that helped me gain some knowledge that I think was essential to help my friends make these several hundred thousand dollar decisions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you've, 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 uh, gone into that, uh, focus in your business, doing house hacking, fix and flips and that kind of stuff. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Um, it's been predominantly, especially in the first couple of years, uh, first time buyers, which in our expensive market of Denver, house hacking is a great way for a first time buyer to, Uh, get into the market and start building equity and starting their financial uh, journey. Uh, And fix and flips are a great way to inject cash into your life. And I really like them because it helps the market as well. You're taking something unlivable and making it livable for a family or someone who is trying to own property. And I think it's a great service to the
0: community. Nice. So so for i'm I'm sure everyone listening has heard the term house hacking, but for those of us that don't know what house hacking is, tell us what that is.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty simple idea, and it's not reinventing the wheel. It's uh, buying a property and renting out a portion of it while also living in it to help subsidize your mortgage. And that can be done by buying a property with multiple rooms or buying a property with multiple residences in it. So, a duplex or triplex or quadplex. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a million ways to skin the cat on house hacking and to stay creative and uh, kind of cater to each person's needs.
0: But it is it is a really powerful tool. What What's your best story of someone you helped with a house hack?
1: Um, I had a buddy who purchased a property right after COVID started and uh, everything had shut down in March and he purchased a single family when we weren't allowed to view property. And uh, we contracted a house in Westminster, a five bedroom house, fully renovated, beautifully done by an investor. And he rented out all of the rooms and uh, obviously got a great price on the house because he bought it when everybody was too scared to buy anything. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he lived in it for a year and then moved on to uh, another property, a kind of uh, pseudo duplex is what I call them. It's a single family with two kitchens. So he uh, lived in one side and rented out the other mm-hmm. and he refinanced his original property uh, after gaining massive equity through COVID. And uh, he mm-hmm. paid off uh, debt that he had. He owed, he owed money on his truck. He owed money on school. He paid all off, all of that debt off and bought this new property and it was just phenomenal wow. to watch in the course of a year, uh, a financial position just completely change. And uh, yeah, it's one of my most fun stories to share.
0: That's really awesome. So how many people have you helped uh, do these kinds of things? It's um, a good question. I don't
1: know that I've counted, but I I think house hacking in particular, I'm around 40 or 50. Uh, different clients wow. that have yeah, uh, purchased property for the sake of starting their financial career. And it, what's really cool is almost, I would say 80 to 90% of the time, they only do this strategy for about eight months to a year until they realize that they uh, can either hold the home by themselves or they move in a spouse that they want to live with more long term. So it's pretty cool to watch people really grow through their financial journeys. It's my favorite part of this job. Yeah, yeah. What does it feel like to help
0: people in that manner and change lives?
1: Uh, it feels amazing. It's uh, it's uh, something that, it's the reason I do what I do and, and uh, I like to practice what I preach so I'd still house hack today even though I've got twin babies and my wife and our uh, Brazilian au pair who we adore uh, living with us. and. And, uh, you know, we just have changed our strategy and having a separate unit in our home versus having someone Mm -hmm. actually in our home. And and, yeah, yeah, it's just been incredible and
0: love doing it. That's really cool. So are you seeing opportunities still in today's market with what housing is doing for people to house?
1: Yeah, um, in fact, I think that with a single income, which, you, you know, there's a lot of millennials that are making pretty strong incomes. Um, but it's it's hard to buy a property by yourself in Denver right now, uh, especially a single family home, if you don't have multiple streams of income, which is usually a spouse. So uh, for people with single streams of income, I think it's essential to consider house hacking or some sort of creative way to afford housing and just get your foot in the door so that you can build equity and,
0: in my opinion, not get left behind. Nice. So, so how do you go about identifying properties for people? Uh,
1: We always start with what do they want? And, and uh, you know, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, house hacking is great, but you can't buy a property if you don't have a level of love for it or an attachment or some sort of uh, reason Mm -hmm. to be buying it other than just financial security. Because I think it's a big deal when when you bring people into your life and living with them you're surrounded by them and i'm a big fan of the saying that you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most so uh it's it's not a light subject bringing someone into your home like that so um yeah i think watching out for those kinds of things and and getting homes that work for that so That would be, do I want something attached? Do I want rooms that I'm renting out? Do I want a separate space in the basement? Um, Big thing is, if you're going to have multiple people living in your home, especially strangers off of Facebook, then I think it's a really big deal to have separate living spaces. So we always look for at least two living rooms, maybe one in the main level and one in the basement. Uh, Obviously, multiple Mm -hmm. bathrooms helps release tension. And then I always tell the house hacker, you need to understand that you're the one that cares about the house the most. So you're probably going to be taking the trash out and you're probably going to be mowing the lawn. But when you get your checks and at the end of the month, it really helps alleviate that pain.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the solver of all, all problems. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, so you've, um, basically been focusing on this niche. It sounds like, do you get a lot of other business or is it only this kind of business?
1: No, I actually, um, I feel I I have a very large group of friends and I feel like, uh, most of the people that are interested in house hacking probably have done it. And as I meet people, they start to, they're a little more, uh, a little further along in their stages of life because I do have kids now. So I'm meeting more people with kids who house hacking doesn't quite work as well. Um, so I do, I'm helping people with trade ups where they're selling their uh, original residence and getting something that they can grow their families in. And then I'm also helping uh, with a lot of fix and flip. And uh, I've done about 10 Airbnbs in the last uh, couple of years as well, so.
0: Oh, really? So do you mean, um... Is that in the Denver metro area that you've done those?
1: Uh, no. I, well, I've done a couple in Grand County, and uh, okay. and then the rest are yeah in Westminster and Arvada primarily because of regulation, and sure. and uh, Wheat Ridge. I've done one, so it, it's a little all over. Uh, I I drive a lot, and uh, I think a lot of agents in Denver
0: keep yeah. a large I area that,
1: a that they work in. Yeah. And so... It's more of finding what's right for each client and doing the market research necessary uh, on each deal. So uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's a wide range of
0: business for me. Gotcha. So how, how's the Airbnb market? Have you managed to find properties for those clients that were profitable?
1: Yeah, it's extremely competitive right now. Uh, bookings are pretty much identical right now that like they were last year which actually surprised me. I thought bookings would be down with economic data, but they're just as strong as they've been. The problem is the saturation of market. There's about double the properties in the Denver Metro area. So Mm -hmm. uh, thankfully the clients that I've worked with have listened and really set themselves apart by putting in uh, different variables in their property that make them attractive to Uh, Airbnb guests and by that I mean uh, not just providing a house because if you're just providing a house it's why would you not just go get a hotel Uh, there needs to be amenities such as a hot tub or uh, a pool or I have a sauna in mine game rooms are huge and just little touches Mm -hmm. of comfort that set you apart from the rest of the market uh, I think keeps profitability high in Airbnbs. But there's certainly more
0: risk, right? Yeah, now. make those properties unique. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So where do you see where if you could predict what the market's gonna do over the next year, what do you where do you think we're going with all this, both both with the Airbnb market and with just the housing market in general? I think the Airbnb market
1: has found its Kind of its uh, place in the market if you will and by that i mean it's uh it's no longer a direct competitor to hotels as much i think as it used to be it's more uh, a competitor amongst itself and other short term rentals because somebody who you know like bachelor parties or bachelorette parties or wedding parties they're always going to want to have the camaraderie that you get when you stay in the same residence together um so I think it'll stay highly competitive i don't think bookings will increase or decrease nearly as much as i did i thought they would six months ago Uh, Mm. i think they're going to stay relatively flat it's just more uh it's going to be competitive in the marketplace so uh you need to have properties that are extremely competitive and then as far as the market goes uh i think there's a lot of talk that interest rates are going to come back down there's a lot of but we recently last week had a pretty large increase and Fed speaks later this week. Um, so the it seems like the sentiment changes week to week and, and obviously mm-hmm. prediction is impossible. Um, I do think that the market with our very, very low inventory is not going to take a dive like a lot of uh, millennials I speak with hope it will. Um, but I'm also not convinced that rates are going to drop back down and, and make the market crazy again. Um, I think it's a great time to buy because historically there never has been a bad time to buy if you're holding for three to five years, which I always advise to my clients instead of selling and buying, uh, just keep your property and rent it so that you can build wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, unless, you know, there's situations where that doesn't work like HOAs or cash flows. But, uh, I, I think that homeownership is essential to, especially people my age and in, the, in their thirties. And, uh, I, I would encourage everyone to get in while they still can.
0: Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I, I think it's a good time to get in for buyers, even though rates are up, um, And house hacking is a great way because like in the example of a duplex, you know, speaking as a lender, we can use the income from that other unit to help the buyer qualify so someone can qualify for more house that way. We've helped a lot of people where like one example that comes to mind that that we helped was a young teacher that bought her first house. and It was a duplex and her I think her the overall payment was. 2800 at the time this is three four years ago so she did it at the right time that she rented the one side for 2200 so she had you know 600 a month plus utilities Um, so what a great way to jumpstart her financial life Um, she was in the 20 her 20s at the time that's
1: Um, incredible
0: such a great story that i love sharing well
1: and it's so cool because you can utilize FHA loans on duplexes so you can do 3.5% down Or mm-hmm. uh, the, what's I'm seeing a lot more of the pseudo duplexes I mentioned earlier where there's two kitchens within a home and uh, I work with an investor who actually uh, put in two kitchens into a single family uh, for a client of mine and their payment is 4000 a month but they're renting one of the sides for 2400 and they had a ton of hits on that it was mm-hmm. incredible how many people were looking for housing like that so they live upstairs in the three-bed, one-bath, and then they rent the downstairs two-bed, one-bath for $2,400. Um, and it's only a 10-minute drive to mm-hmm. downtown Denver. So it's just it, it's pretty cool to, nice. you know, if somebody were to move out of one of those properties, your teacher scenario or my client, they would cash flow. It's, it still exists. It's just mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> got to stay creative, nimble. You got to be creative. When you say pseudo-duplex, what do you mean by that?
1: Um, there's uh, in the marketplace, and I think this kind of originates from really, really expensive markets like California and Chicago, um, and there's risk behind them around permitting, but there, uh, it's basically you have your main kitchen in, in the main level, and then you do a separate entrance lock off in another por- portion of your home, typically the basement, where it feels like a duplex, but you're not paying duplex prices you're playing single family prices. Uh, so you save 150 to 200 grand. Um, and Mm -hmm. again, typically they're not permitted. So there's a level of risk that each client takes on for that. But you just, uh, as long as you run the numbers and know that you can take it on, uh, without having that secondary income in the event that anything happened, which fortunately Mm -hmm. I've never personally heard of anything. Uh, then it's a really great way to do it. There's another more uh, legal way, if you will, would be having an ADU, which your property can get zoned for an ADU, Mm -hmm. an accessory dwelling unit, and uh, Mm -hmm. having that unit, which is typically a unit over a garage or just a detached unit in your yard uh, with a separate entrance Mm -hmm. uh, can be a great way to uh, house hack as well. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, so like in the single-family example with the basement kitchen, do you mean these properties are, for example, just zoned for one unit? But They are, know, but yeah.
1: Um, okay. And so, again, it's <laughs> the unfortunate reality of our market, but uh, legislation has been pushing hard. I, I don't know if you saw Polis try to push through earlier this year more dense housing. I think this would fall into that. And... Mm-hmm. People understand that affordability has to be found somewhere. Um, I, it's amazing how many of these you see and people are renting out the the basement. I've had a client buy one and um, they bought in, I think it was the beginning of 2022 and got a permit from the city for their second unit inside of Ooh. their single family home. And we call them mother-in-law suites, so I wouldn't call them illegal, but they are you know, they're not permitted. Uh, and anyways, they rented that second portion as Airbnb and never paid their mortgage until
0: they had their first child and stopped renting the unit. Okay. Interesting. So for people listening, if someone wants to get into this type of a niche, is this complicated for someone to consider focusing on this type of, of client or how did, how did you initially gain your knowledge and, and how can someone else get into this? Um, I when I first
1: started, I you know obviously practiced what I preached that we talked about a little bit, but I listened to a ton of podcasts and predominantly bigger pockets, and it's where I got a lot mm-hmm. of these ideas, so I never reinvented the wheel by any means. Um, and I, I went to that source for tons of loan information on how to stay creative with loans that I've used in my personal life and helped clients use. And so I don't think that it's difficult to work with this niche. Uh, people want to better their lives and buy back their time. And I think there's really no better argument than real estate for that in the long term. And it's the best retirement plan that I can find. Uh, so As long as you start to understand those different uh, aspects of real estate and learn how to convey Mm -hmm. them to your clients, uh, I don't believe that it's difficult and you don't have to sell unpermitted properties. You can sell duplexes like you said and use FHA loans with low down payments or ADUs that are Mm -hmm. uh, properly built.
0: Yeah. And that's a good, I'm glad you mentioned that because if someone's listening and thinking, oh, well, we'll just do the single family residence and use the rental income from the basement as a lender, we can't do that. It's got to be no. <laughs> a two unit property in order to use. Yeah. <laughs> so just thought I'd specify that because no, it's I'm glad
1: you did. Cause uh, you know, I don't want to give any advice that puts people in trouble. I think that um, it's, yeah. it's something that you, the client needs to be very, very well aware of. And, and, you know, i Disclose, disclose,
0: disclose all risks. Yep. And I think your point is great with making sure that the client can afford the house without the rental income from the other unit in case something happens or they can't rent it out or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, That's an important part of the financial discussion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so one thing that's really unique about you that I love is you've built your business your sphere and you've never bought internet leads from my understanding or done anything like that has it just been organic growth over the years or do you teach classes about house hacking or how do you find your clients um
1: no I haven't taught any classes I think that would be really fun to do but um it's been just word of mouth and I'm a very social person my wife and I are Uh, I do a ton of Different activities like skiing and mountain biking and camping and I love to cook so I have uh, regular parties at my house or um, people over for dinners and it just kind of spreads from there and I think everybody wants to live a great life and my my favorite part about living in Denver is there's so many people that understand that there's more to life than making money and and having shiny things and uh, by having people over and making them food or going to, you know, do the little enjoyments of life such as skiing or mountain biking. And uh, I think people understand that I'm here for the camaraderie and the community. And and, uh, when I give them advice around real estate, it is, there's a level of selfishness to it. There has to be, I have to support my family, but there's also a huge part of my advice that, truly is in the best interest of the clients that I give and there's million ways to make money in this business that aren't in the best interest of your client and I think my ability to avoid that and be able to steer clients away from things that wouldn't necessarily serve them as I think that they want to be served have really helped uh, gain trust and then in return uh, referrals to their friends and family.
0: Nice. Well, you're just, you, you're a genuine person and you come across just as, as having people's best interests in mind. So I think that comes through and, and likely that's why people gravitate to you. So uh, kudos to you on that. Thank you. Um, what kinds of projects are you working on right now in your business?
1: Uh, well, I uh, had the a big upset having twins in November. Um, they're 10 months old now though. So I'm starting to realize I can't use that. excuse as a, Thank you. But start to use that excuse as a, why am I not uh, hitting the pavement as hard as I used to? And so um, we're, uh, we're actively looking for investment property and my wife and I, and we, we uh, miss fix and flipping. So we'll get back into that, I think in the next six months. And then uh, we're doing a new strategy right now that I really love so far and it's kind of a I like to do test runs before I uh, give advice to clients on you know should you do this or should you do that and we're doing uh, what I call a luxury flip right now and a luxury live-in flip so we bought a property that I don't think we have any business in living in but uh, it was it's dilapidated and um, it has uh, it's pretty large in the mountains and so we're able to put a second kitchen in it to help offset some of the mortgage and we're doing renovations on it mm-hmm. with the, uh, intention of reselling it after we live in it for two years. And the two-year mark is important because it'll be a tax-free gain for us. Uh, since we're married, mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. avoid up to $500,000 in taxes, uh, on a gain in real estate. And, uh, I don't think we'll make over yes. $500,000. That would be a really good problem to have. But, um, uh, we we do intend on making a pretty decent chunk of change on it, and uh, it's been really fun. It's kind of stressful because it's super cash intensive, but it's really fun because you get to live in really cool property. And doing bigger projects mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. fun. They're they're a little fancier than your normal fix and flip in the five hundred thousand dollar level. So um, that's my biggest mm-hmm. project right now, uh, in terms of my personal life, and then in my business, it's really just uh, building out systems and uh, gaining efficiencies to help my clients and and having more stress-free
0: transactions tell me more about that what kind of efficiencies are you building out what kind of technologies are you using
1: uh, so we uh, have a CRM from your castle or well your castle subsidize so, so it called uh, kV core so Having processes in there, um, I've, I've been pretty much uh, in my head, CRM for most of my business. So uh, it's obvious that I need to get all of my ideas out of my head and onto paper so I can stay in touch with my clients and follow up with them better. And, um, you know, it's it's partially marketing, but it's also, hey, this is where you're at in your life. Uh, you know, this is what your property is worth. And just reminding myself to do that more often and then Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. helping celebrate the good life and the success that we're having with my clients and my friends uh, by holding more uh, client events client appreciation events so we'll be doing a pickleball tournament a little bit later this year and a golf tournament earlier next year and and uh, i'm excited for those Mm -hmm. so yeah nice nice where are you doing the golf tournament uh it'll be at Raccoon Creek. Just out of curiosity. We're yeah, in Littleton. Yeah. Okay. They, uh, nice. They have an amazing program nice. where uh they line you all up and you do a shotgun
0: start and everybody has lunch afterwards. It's it's a lot of fun. Okay, okay. That's ambitious. I, I was the I've been the affiliate chair for the Mountain Metro Association of Realtors for a couple of years here. And we just did a golf tournament this summer and man, it's an undertaking so oh but, it is
1: you know. yeah it's a massive undertaking but i recently got into golf uh last year it's something i didn't think i was going to get into until i broke my body mountain biking and skiing but turns out it's a lot more fun than i thought and i just love the social aspect of it so um mm-hmm. yeah, going through that work i think it'll be a lot of fun and, and
0: it'll be pretty rewarding yeah that's awesome that's awesome so if we were to fast forward let's say two years, what would you want on your resume at that point?
1: Uh, well, I'm, uh, I would love to have a small team working for me. Um, I'm actually a part of a, a team called the impact team at your castle real estate. And it's an incredible group of individuals. I love being a part of it and the amount of resource that I get from it is incredible. Uh, so I see myself being a part of that. I know more, maybe, uh, Leadership position, and then uh, having uh, an assistant or two under me. And um, one goal that we're kind of working on right now, or or vision, is uh, I've noticed a lot of people using financial advisors or insurance salesmen to uh, really guide their financial decisions in ways that I think are taking them out of the driver's seat and not. You know, mm. at the end of the day, the only person that's going to have your best interest is yourself, and your and I mean, every aspect of life. But I feel like I can help in the financial aspect. So I would like to build a real, well-rounded team of a financial advisor, insurance, you know, life insurance, uh, and stock broker. Different people, a CPA, or maybe a, a attorney mm-hmm. that can be a full well, well-rounded team where you can go to one place and get non-biased advice. Um, mm-hmm. you know, cause if you come to me and I don't have any other interest, I'm going to tell you to buy real estate all day, uh, <laughs> at, you know, as a normal real estate agent, because that's where my incentive lies, just like your financial advisor is going to tell you to go into equities and buy uh, life insurance. Sure. So I think there's a really broken piece there in our, uh, society. And being able to bring them all together would be huge in being able to make people or help people make better financial decisions. So in a couple of years, I'd love to see myself playing more of a role of a a financial advisor and people bringing me into their circle for their big life decisions.
0: I love that because I I agree. I think it's you got to you got to look at the source when you're talking to a financial advisor. There's a lot of really good ones out there. But um, to have more of that well-rounded approach, um, because financial advisors that I've talked to, they talk about a diversified portfolio, and that means being in different segments of the market, but they don't talk about other types of investments like real estate. So, so to put that piece in there, and I think there's a place for equities and 401ks and IRAs and those types of investments, of, of course, but uh, you know, I think to have that well-rounded approach is a great idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think there's a place for all of it. It's, uh, there's just, uh, not the proper incentives in the industry and professionals and, you know, yeah. fighting that industry is a huge task. That's, uh, the largest players mm-hmm. in the game, the banks are funding all of that. So it, it would obviously start small with my, uh, sphere and
0: who knows where I'd grow from there. <laughs> Well, thanks for being on on the show, Wesley. Definitely appreciate it. I've got one more question for you. If someone was starting in the business today, what would be the first thing that you would advise them to do?
1: Uh, I think my success uh, that I had early on was 100% based on just taking in as much knowledge as I could. Um, I had an unquenchable thirst. I feel that... Uh, I was at classes three, four days a week, at least through local DMAR or NAR offers them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then your local title companies will offer classes and just pick up the phone and talk to people and not only about real estate. I mean, it's people are in different portions of their life and real estate is always a part of it. Somebody needs somewhere. Everybody needs a place to live, but um mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. you know if if somebody should be renting then i think i tell them that but uh there's always if you keep in touch with everyone around you with good intention uh i think that there's always an opportunity that somebody needs to find housing and you can be that person with the right knowledge in your uh tool toolbox
0: awesome sage advice from a three-year veteran uh in the business or maybe it's been four. But um we're creeping on four. definitely appreciate you being on the <laughs> show, Wesley. Thank you What's for
1: having me. I said we're creeping on four. Oh yeah, right? you're
0: welcome. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um well if someone wants to get a hold of you, how can they find you?
1: Uh you can find me on uh I post some stuff on Instagram. It's W E S Wes West underscore invests. So that's invest plural. Uh, and then uh you can search me online and I think i've got my s e o figured out enough to where you can give me a call uh, but three o three six oh one six oh two three i'd love to I'd love to help other professionals in the industry so if you're listening to this and want to want some advice on how to grow i'm happy to provide anything that i can and there's always something to learn from everybody
0: so awesome thank you so much you're you're a giver and I think the greats are givers, and I, I appreciate that.
1: Thank so you, if good. you're
0: listening to the show and – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I
1: just said thank you very much for having me on.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been great. Um, well, if you're listening to the show and enjoyed it, please share, like it, uh, give, leave us a five-star review if you're so inclined, and we definitely appreciate you tuning in today. Once again, my name is RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending, here with Wesley Charles with Your Castle Real Estate, and you all have a great rest of your day.